Welcome to The Wildlife, a program that probes the mysteries of the animal world through interviews with scientists and other wildlife investigators. I'm Laurel Neme, your host for The Wildlife and also author of Animal Investigators, How the World's First Wildlife Forensic Lab is Solving Crimes and Saving Endangered Species. Today on The Wildlife, I'll talk with Celia Ho, a 14-year-old student from Hong Kong who launched a campaign to stop ivory consumption after reading Brian Christie's Blood Ivory article in National Geographic. Her young voice represents a new hope for elephants that is increasing throughout Asia. Celia's campaign comprises three facets. First, she hopes to draw ivory consumers' attention to the plight of elephants in order to reduce demand. Secondly, she focuses on educating young people, especially in China, because they have the greatest possibility to become future ivory consumers. And lastly, she wants to expand international attention on the ivory trade issue. Already, Celia has support from Jane Goodall, who has nicknamed her the Elephant Girl, and also from over 40 organizations who support her work. However, her real hope is for other young people to take action, like she has. To Celia, Young voices can be much more powerful than grown-ups' voices, and also a very effective way to influence ivory consumers because parents listen to what their children have to say. The following is my interview with Celia Ho. Celia, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, I was actually started to be interested in elephants uh, when I first read the cover story of National Geographic, and that's why I started my campaign. So, um, the cover story written by Brian Christie has inspired me a lot, um, and I have also comprehended many troubles elephants are facing. So. That is why I started my campaign to help them get out of this this kind of inhuman trend. And tell me why the elephants are important to you. What about that story by Brian Christie really hit home? Uh, uh, um, I first, uh, firstly, I love elephants very much, so that is one of the reasons why they are important to me. I love them because they are very intelligent animals, and they are also very, uh, they have many emotions as well, and they have a strong bond with one another. So, um, actually, it was their their character that have moved that has moved me to try to help them. So not only the 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 difficulties they are facing, but as well as their character. So that is why they are important to me. And so tell me about your campaign. I'm actually working, just working on the first step actually. Um, that was spreading the idea of Ivory Ben. And there are 
basically three parts of it. The first part is drawing ivory consumers' attention, so the demand for ivory for ivory can be reduced. And the second part is educating young people, especially in China, because they have the um, greatest possibility to become future ivory consumers. And the last part is drawing international attention on this ivory trade issue. And I expect uh, this issue can be curbed by international methods effectively. And in the future, I'm going to work on the second step, which is which is uh, participating in different activities. For example, in April, I'm going to have I'm going to join a conservation film show in the Chinese University of Hong Kong, and at the same time, I will also display the difficulties elephants are facing, are facing and how my campaign is going on. Now you're, you are only 14 years old, is that right? Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and are your friends now getting interested in the issue? Are you doing this also with some of your friends? Yes, uh, some of them are very interested in what I have been doing. So I was very glad to explain the whole thing once again to them because uh, I also got their supportive responses in return. Yes. <laughs> um, although some of them did not reply much, I think it would also be a very special opportunity for them to understand the urgent needs of elephants. Do their parents use ivory? How are parents taking it, of your friends and your own parents? Uh, actually, <laughs> ivory can only be bought by rich people, and I am, I and most of my friends are not very rich too afford this kind of luxury products, but all of us uh, support Ivory Bank. So tell me more, going back to your campaign, and you said there are three parts, and the first part you said was drawing Ivory consumers' attention to the issue so that the demand for Ivory can be reduced. So what are you doing specifically in that first part to do that? Um, I've tried different methods. Uh, for example, or I, I use, uh, I've written many status on public platforms and social net, networks. And I also uh, write some letters to newspapers so they can publish my letters and help spread the idea. But 
because I don't think those ivory consumers they 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 may not they may not reach my uh, my target by these kinds of methods. So actually, the the first part is very is relevant to the third part, which is um letting their children, the young people, to influence them. So um. Uh, actually, educating young people is a very effective way to influence the consumers because because parents pay more attention to what their children say, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you have gotten a lot of young people interested in this issue. I know. Can you tell me more what you're doing with young people? Uh, the the mo the easiest method is approaching my classmates, of course, because uh, we are friends already. <laughs> so I I actually uh grabs every chance to share my campaign and the difficulties elephants are facing to them during school days. Um, in addition to my friends at school, I also I also pay attention to friends that are in uh, that are in other social circles, for example. Um, because everyone has many friends, that's why I'm trying to ask all of my friends to help spread the idea. Then, then the power is going to be very powerful. Yes. And how are you reaching other schools? Um. Based on some activities, I'm going to join and participate. So the first step is approaching schools in Hong Kong, uh, because Hong Kong is an international city, and it is also very near to China. So, and also some uh, sometimes. Students in university is going to um, is going to make friends with students in China. So um, I, I have actually approached three or four schools in Hong Kong, including mine, and I'm looking forward to approach more and more in China. Because, because China is the place where the huge demand locates. And when you approach them, are you approaching other students first, or are you also going to the teachers and administrators of the school? Um, actually, I just 
oppose the. I I can say the head of the school because I sent a letter introducing my campaign to 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 the principal maybe. So um, I think we can we can oppose schools in in two ways in this at the same time by reaching the students and the principals as well. What has been the reaction when you approach those schools? Uh, <laughs> honestly, uh, some of them didn't reply much, and I was not surprised because the because this issue is not popular enough and and my campaign is also not popular enough but I will keep trying by showing them the efforts of wildlife activists worldwide and how important and urgent this issue is and I'm sure they are going to join us uh, finally. Now, you have gotten the interest of um, Ecosys Action. Yes. Has been helping you. Tell tell me about that. Uh, uh, then I have to tell the story from scratch. Uh, <laughs> uh, in the beginning, uh, I've I've mentioned that I first sent a letter to the South China Morning Post which is about uh ivory ban. Actually I did not I did not expect any feedback but that was very surprising to see uh, suddenly a a a man called Christian Philip um feedback me through South China Morning Post by letter, and I, I remember that that day was a school day, and I just uh, read the newspaper just like what I did, what I used to, was used to do, and that was very surprising to see someone is supporting me and encouraging me. And after that, I also sent a letter to reply his encouragement and support. And that is that was why we have become very good partners and friends as well. And and we have we have communicated through actually it was through emails. And I. Do have a very good partnership with partnership with him. Yes, and I really enjoyed doing this meaningful campaign with such a uh, I would say considerate and good partner. Now he had mentioned you have um, Jane Goodall's personal support and already more than. 40 organizations supporting your action? Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so tell me how you got Jane Goodall's support. Uh, that was 
all come from Mr. Christian Pilot because he invited me and introduced me a talk from Jane Goodall at in Hong Kong. So um, Jane Goodall has always been my idol because of because she she has devoted all her all her energy into into protecting wildlife and chimpanzee and I really admire her. So when I first heard about her talk in Hong Kong I was very excited and I knew I must I must go and see and be inspired. So um so when I attend attended the talk um she she was uh, her words were very inspiring and encouraging and I knew her story and her experience with chimpanzees and after her talk I was I was given a an an opportunity to have a talk with her and I, I was I was actually very excited because I could not believe what was happening. <laughs> yes. And it was also my pleasure to get her support. And yes, and I also got her her uh, autograph on her book. Yes. Yes. Oh, that must have been very exciting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and how about other organizations? You have a lot of organizations supporting you? Yes. Um, Kristen <laughs> uh, contacted them all, actually. Um, I, I think he... he he sent letters to all the organizations he knows and I think that was also because of her of his uh, large social network he has many friends and when he introduced my campaign and me to the organizations he knew um, most of the feedback were very encouraging and supportive. Yes, and their support also came along with many encouraging and positive words, which have spirited me up a lot because because I know that I am never alone. There were. Uh, so many people worldwide working on this issue and our power is very powerful actually because we are all united. Yes, and afterwards I tried to contact some uh, a organi- an organization in Hong Kong um, but I, I don't know what the result is going to be because I have not received his reply yet, but um, 
I hope it is going to support me because because it if if it does it is going to be the first Asian organization to to back my campaign. What organization is it? Uh, that that is Cadbury Farm in Hong Kong. How can schools and other young people support you or get involved? Actually, everyone has has his or her power, which is very influential. So, um, they can make good use of their their social network by by maybe uh, maybe writing a status on Facebook or sending a letter to newspapers just like what I've done. Um, they may also educate people around them and their parents because they are they have they all have the possibility to become uh, ivory consumers. And on the other hand is that uh, young people young people's voices can be heard easily and they and their ads are are always noticed by by adults. So I think their voices can be much powerful than grown-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a website that people can go to or an email that people can let you know what they're doing? Yes, my, uh, my website, maybe I can type the website to you in the chat box. Because I know my own son is inspired by really? <laughs> what you are doing and he and his school would like to help. And so oh, that, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> and the website is http colon slash slash Ecosys Action, that's E-C-O-S-Y-S-A-C-T-I-O-N dot org slash Celia's Corner, that's C-E-L-I-A apostrophe S hyphen C-O-R-N-E-R slash. So that's Ecosys Action dot org slash Celia's Corner. And so is there on that website a way to contact you so that um, people can let you know what they are doing? Yes, there, there is a box called Contact Me, and, and that is my email, and I welcome everyone to, to contact me by email. And on... And, on the other side, you can see see Celia's blog, and there are the three essays I sent. But there are two essays I sent to the South China Morning Post, and a letter from Kristen Pillage.
is there anything else that you want people to know? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I hope everyone can pay more attention to, to, to the environment and the wildlife because uh, most of them are facing different difficulties caused by humans' developments or activities. So um, I hope everyone can develop a sense of caring to our Earth by maybe reading more National Geographic <laughs> to know more about, uh, to know more about our Earth in order to in order to have a desire to help help solve the problem we are now facing. Well, thank you very much, Celia. I really thank you too. I am inspired by what you are doing, and I appreciate your taking the time to talk with me. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Celia Ho, a 14-year-old student from Hong Kong who launched a campaign to stop ivory consumption after reading Brian Christie's Blood Ivory article in National Geographic. This has been The Wildlife, a program that probes the mysteries of the animal world through interviews with scientists and other wildlife investigators. Thank you for listening.